Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac, and on this bonus episode, I am joined with Peta from E. Say it again for me. Ethereal. Ethereal. <laughs> yep. Sisters Paranormal. Um, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, and it's it's. I think you're the first. Now I, I interviewed a few people in other countries, but you're the first Australian that I interviewed. Oh, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh, well, uh, that's good. I guess because of the time difference, it's it seems almost impossible. But you know, luckily we're on the yes. east coast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I tend to uh, live in multiple time zones, so I'm in you know because I'm in Perth, um, Western Australia, so that's Australian Western Standard Time. Then I'm in you know Pacific Standard Time, Eastern Standard Time, and then I'm in like the one UK, whatever that time one is, I can't remember. But, yeah, some like most days I can't remember what day I'm on because I'm thinking about everyone else in the world. <laughs> now, uh, Ethereal, Sisters Paranormal, is a YouTube channel, correct? It is indeed, yes. Where you uh, paranormal investigate? Yes, so we do... Um, you know, full paranormal investigations, um, you know, bit of a, you know, learning experience for sure to begin with. Um, but, you know, we just kept learning as we went and, yeah, so we, you know, use, you know, all our equipment and that to uh, gather evidence and, yeah, put it out there. How long have you been doing that? Um. I started the channel in like June last year, um, but I've like investigated like a few years before that. But you know, it wasn't until you know I started doing like the YouTube that you know I started taking it as a more serious um, hobby, I suppose. Um, because prior to that, I've always <clears throat> you know. A qualified veterinary nurse, so I was always, you know, in the veterinary industry. So yeah. Now, a paranormal investigator. How long have you actually been investigating the paranormal? Oh gosh, hang on, let me count. Hmm. Let me think. Maybe, oh, maybe around five years. Um, but I've always. I've always um, like been into it, and ever since I was a little girl, um, you know, I've had like you know these abilities, and oh, so you're you know, well, yeah, psychic medium, yeah, but my, you know, I I never, I never went into exploring them I guess so if I had a premonition you know I would you know kind of go by it and especially if it was you know like okay we're going down you know we're going away with the family and I get something and it's like a car crash or whatever I'll be like okay we're not leaving until this time and on this day (laughs) and but other than that I never like I had a lot of um, 
you know, people like clairvoyance and that, you know, tell me you need to, you need to do this, you need to do that, you should do training. And I'm just like, yeah, not really. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, but then when I started investigating, um, you know, more kind of full time, um, those abilities just started increasing. So I guess it's like uh, working a muscle. So because I was, you know, using them so much, but not intentionally, if that also makes sense, um, I would just, yeah, I would just get stuff or I would hear or I would see. Um, <clears throat> and when Sean, um, you know, was filming with me last year, you know, I'd be like, tell me you heard that. And she'd be like, what did you hear? I didn't hear anything. I'm like, you didn't hear that voice. And she's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and that would happen so much. And then, yeah, January, I just had, oh, my gosh, I felt like I was actually going to be carried away in a white van <laughs> because all of, like, my, um, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but then, something happened and yeah it was just everything came pouring in and I was like whoa so yeah yeah well I, I understand about the uh, muscle flexing thing because Megan mm. uh, my wife my counterpart in the uh, podcast um she did always had her abilities and is always kind of haunted by them but never really put much forth effort into them until we started probably investigating and then after she did it's almost like in the uh, explosion of uh, abilities have come to her to yes yes everything you can think of um underneath the paranormal world now I, what i've learned with different psychic mediums over the time i've been studying them is that it seems to be a wide spectrum of different kinds of abilities from remote viewing to talking to the dead to precognition they almost they have one to two abilities each do you hold one specific and maybe a counterpart to another? So um, everything um, just kind of freaking poured in. So um, seeing, hearing, um, sensing, um, astral projection, uh, didn't do that intentionally, don't want to do it again. <laughs> Um, remote viewing um, and then, you know, I, I know someone who, who had an attachment recently and, you know, they live in the States <clears throat> um, and I was getting downloads about the spirit and what she looked like and when she felt like when she discovered, when she figured out that I could see her, Oh, like she turned around and she just screamed at me and I was just like, whoa. Um, <clears throat> but after, you know, like a week of kind of just because I don't intentionally ever just try and tune into someone or something, you know, if it comes in, it comes in. But, yeah, like Jane um, – uh, from Shadow Visions Paranormal, um, she's also a psychic medium and she has had training. So, um, and she's got, you know, one of her abilities is that she can help spirits to cross over. And 
yeah, we ended up kind of doing it together, like, and crossing this spirit over. And it was amazing. It was like unbelievable and nothing I've ever, ever experienced before. Um, but yeah, like, I, and, and the aura is like a, like I, I've said to Jane, like, I don't, like, I'm not seeing the color, like, by looking, say, you know, I'm looking at you right now, I can't see the color, but I'll get the color in my head and then I can see it, like, in my third eye, what the color is. Um, and, you know, I guess because, like, everything came pouring in from all different directions, you know, I when I started getting stuff, I, I was like, uh, I'm not sure though. I'm not sure though. Like what if I'm wrong? But after being through that week and then having every, like I'd say 95% of what I was getting being confirmed by say the other person or, you know, in an article, I would, I was just like, okay, now I've just got to like sit in them just trust what comes through and just go with it. Yeah. So, so. I consistently tell my wife uh, all the time, like, you know, if you don't doubt yourself, you've been right multiple times in the past before. Yeah. It, every single time something comes to you, accept it. Um, now part of my paranormal team, which is nine of us now, I think, um, uh-huh. Not my particular, but the team I'm part of. Uh, it's called No Quarter Paranormal, um, which uh-huh. is based on a pirate theme because our leader, uh, Brandon, uh, is a descendant of Blackbeard. So, ah. yeah, I guess the name from. <laughs> um, but unique about our team um, is that when I talk to paranormal teams around here and other countries and so forth, they always say there's one to two psychics on the team amongst 10 people. Mm. There is only two people on our team that don't have any abilities, mm. um, which is our leader Brandon, and then our—he's uh, almost like information uh, named Brad. Uh, mm-hmm. They're the only ones on the team that do not have uh, any abilities whatsoever. Kind, and our team ranges in different kinds of abilities when it comes to psychics. From my wife being seen kind of a track uh, of all trades when it comes to abilities, to mm-hmm. our. Um, uh, another investigator, Erica, who is very mm-hmm. in tuned with nature and earth, almost seems to be based. Okay. Uh, okay. Our other Megan, um, she mm-hmm. has a very connection, almost twin like connection with my Megan, and they feel each other's emotions. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they, they're unrelated, okay. like not even close in age either, um, mm. <laughs> which is it's both weird, but it seems to be almost our, like a um, soulmate because soulmates don't necessarily have to be. Um, you know, like a man and woman, it, it can be friends, it can be family, yeah. So maybe they have a soulmate connection. Well, there's a stronger because my theory. sister and I are like that. There's a stronger theory behind why I'll get to Aaron, who is becoming more and more in tune to his abilities, almost as being a guide himself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a new member, Elsa, who has a distinct ability of visualizing what she sees. And drawing it down or painting it, she's very good. Yes, yeah, so I, I I started doing that. Um, so uh, Sean, who is who was the other 
half of Ethereal Sisters. Um, she's an empath and she's also quite sensitive. Um, I have a lot of empathic um, abilities like with animals and, you know, feeling the emotions of, you know, the different energies um, at the locations that we visit. Um, but, like, the remote viewing, it was funny because... I'd written down like, okay, I need to focus on trying to remote view. I need to focus on, you know, training to see auras. You know, within the next four days I, I was remote viewing without even meaning to start seeing auras. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, when I was getting like really big downloads, um, you know, I'd be, you know, like rubbing my fingers together because I was just like, trying to get so much and I'm trying to like, you know, record it and, and write stuff down. And, and Jane said to me, look, get a pen and a bit of paper and just start drawing circles. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said, well, that will stop you from, you know, rubbing your fingers to death. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you might draw something, you might write something, you might, you know, you might not do anything. And so I just started doing that and I started drawing. And, yeah, I've, I've, I've got pages of stuff that I've drawn now. Mm-hmm. So it's. <clears throat> Megan used to do that sometimes when I see her when we're recording. <laughs> She'd be drawing circles mm-hmm. in a row like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, brings to me. And I know some of my listeners who've been listening for a while now are probably in the same level of the journey of trying to figure out why. I'm not say why, what. And I've asked this of every paranormal investigator I've talked to, every single psychic I've ever spoken to, and they've all had nothing for me. Okay, so I, what was the question? <laughs> well, the question is, it's, it's describing my ability. Because my ability is so singular, I have heard no one like it. Like I said, I've asked numerous people. They have no answers for me. I have Mm -hmm. distinct ability to feel the energy of the dead in my hands. Now, I can feel where they are, and it's almost like the sensation of your hand going to sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. It starts in the middle of the palm, and as it gets closer, or as it's stronger as this thing is, the sensation gets more powerful in my hands. Now, that's a small part of what I can do. I can also... Mm -hmm take this energy off the plane i can absorb it into my hands and basically take the entity um off the plane the energy that they absorb that they need to be on the plane otherwise to move objects make noise talk be seen that Mm -hmm. energy they absorb from electricity around or lights flickering or whatever like that i take that from them so they're basically not on the plane anymore and what um Another addition. So, is it like, is it bringing, are, are you bringing them onto our plane? Is that what you mean? No, no, no. They're already on the plane. I take them off. Oh, uh, okay. All and right. I've seen yeah. it, as they say, in your third eye. Um, yeah. What it looks like, it's almost, if you can imagine an entity of shadow, and when I pull, <laughs> the essence of it is being pulled into my hand, almost like a vacuum in a sense. And ah. it's, what's left over is basically ripping this essence off this being tearing it off of this being its shell you would say it's being torn off ripped off and pulled in my direction of my hands and what's left is a blank mannequin of what was as it drifts off back into the fourth dimension or wherever spirits come from 
Um, now, I can do that on a bigger scale. What I've learned to is put my hand to the earth or basement or solid figure base of a building or at least the ground, and I can Ooh. send out a radius of, a, uh, of a, almost like a net and then pull all oh. the energy to me. And I've done this with farms, size Ooh. areas. I've done this with buildings. I've done this my own house <laughs> occasions. Um, That's like incredible. That. Now, it works distinctively, which means my left hand can only feel good and human energy, people essentially. My Ooh. right hand can only feel dark, evil entities, ranging from bad people or demons. That's all, only. Interesting. Then, wow. So whatever energy I feel with each hand tells me what and who is there. Have you know you what's heard... even more? Sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'll say it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of anything like this? Um, I'm going to have to disappoint you and say no, Isaac. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting that your right hand is the one that you are that you pick up the the more darker. Yeah. Um, energies, um, you know, and, and you said like like demons, for example. Now, I don't I don't know if you're you know a believer of God or oh, yeah. or anything, but it's you know the mark of the beast goes on the right hand or on the forehead. So I thought it was any hand. I didn't think it was the exactly the right hand. No, it's it's right. Yeah, mark of the beast on the right hand or the forehead. So I thought, yeah, that that is quite interesting that it's your right hand that that's dealing with the uh, dark energy. Um, I mean, I got told uh, last week by, um, you know, one of um, the ladies at church and just like, you know, talking to her about my paranormal stuff and she bought a seer over because she thinks that I have an attachment. And apparently I have, I'm possessed. (laughs) So if my head starts spinning, you'll know why. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I'm like my, you know, there's this like huge uh, grey gargoyle like type looking entity around me. It's, you know. Not a good energy. Um, and I think, you know, I saw it before she actually said anything. I just saw, like, um, you know, my third eye, just this grey, um, you know, kind of swirling mist going round and round my midsection. Um, but I think it's from the experience I had at 15, which was really bad and kind of what drove me into figuring out like or trying to figure out and get answers about what's out there, why they're there, how can I, you know, prove it to other people. But, yeah, no, I've never heard of that ability. That is insane. So it's almost like you're like you're drawing that energy out and cleansing that, that entire area wherever you are. Yeah, is that... It basically makes me a powerful weapon against anything dark that we ever would deal with investigating. Absolutely. Um, 
Now, most people ask is, where does that energy go? Yes, I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't, the best way I describe it is my body works like a filter. It absorbs Ooh. this energy in and it filters it. And gar- regarding how powerful or dark this energy was, it's against the timetable. But anything Ooh. around water or white noise uh, is created. Uh. Me. It, it will basically generate this sensation. Ever get like a chill up your spine, that you know, sensation? Mm-hmm. That's what All it feels like. That's well, yeah. okay. That's what it feels like, but I, I'm not cold. And then it, it almost expels out of my mouth, almost like breath. Wow! Like, like it just it, it just escapes, and I've only been able to get a glance out of it once, and trying to close my eyes and trying to see it, and well, mm-hmm. your third eye wise, and it's just clear, just clear energy, just leaving. Me. You know what, Isaac? I have a feeling I know what it is, but I would have to go get Jane so she could explain it to you because she's able to, um, like, grab different energies and move them on or, you know, away, like kind of get rid of them basically. Is it called a chaos worker? No, it's a weird. It's a weird name. Because someone said it. But then, but then she, yeah, and then she, like, she will start feeling very, very sick, and you know, sometimes she'll be vomiting um, after the fact. Um, but yeah, I can't remember um, what she calls it. But you know, even during her training, um, her mentor said that her ability for that particular thing was very rare. <laughs> So that could be why not a lot of people have have heard about it. Yeah. We're going to talk to us later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, leave it in suspense. But um, part two of the weird thing of me, what I was trying to say before, why Mike wouldn't be able to pick up anything on me, and why no psychic. I'm not excluding you until I explain why, but no psychic has been able to read me. And I'm talking really read me, able to get through and find things about me and anything like that. And uh, no one has. And from the powerful to the amateur have not been able to get through. And what it's been described to me as is it's like looking like looking at a door and seeing the light around it. So you know something's there. You can kind of peek uh-huh. through, but you never get a clear picture. That's what the uh-huh. has been described looking at me because it's apparently extremely hard to even get a good well, read. That might be what I've been picking up, like, behind, like, where you're sitting. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, um, even before you started, you know, telling me about this particular ability of yours, you know, I I just can see that there's this energy that's almost um, like a, uh, you know, like when a road's really hot and you kind of get that like shim- like shimmering, like heat um, wave off it type thing, right? Yeah. And and it's only just gotten like brighter and brighter and it's just all, yeah, to your left. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's around you, yeah. yeah. Now, um 
the our lead, like Mikey says, uh, that have a major block or shield on myself, and I told them I'm not doing that intentionally. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, like I said, it's so strong that it's preventing everyone from any reading you. Um, oh. But also it makes me uh, the catch twenty two of this ability is I can't hear spirits or can I see them? Like how people would see them in their mind. Oh. That's why I don't usually think this is a psychic ability because it doesn't relate to psychicness or at least any kind of mediumship whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're not like seeing or hearing them, then, then probably not. But yeah, it, it doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to, you know, it, it could have to do with this block that you've got up that you don't know about i've been told by clairvoyants in the past like you need to try and let your walls down it's like i'm not doing it intentionally you know (laughs) like i'm Mm -hmm. sorry um but you know i guess the pro of, of you having that you know big wall up is that you know any entities you do deal with whether they're you know just malevolent positive, negative, whatever they are, they're not able to get to you. So it's maybe it's like uh, your ability's kind of um, safety function. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which is a theory that we play around with is that I am probably unpossessable. Mm. Yeah. No, it's very, very interesting. Um but yeah i mean i i've had um you know random spirits just show up um something i forgot to warn you about um what we learned is that spirits can travel through the internet waves so anything on your side can come to mine and anything on my side can come to yours though that's um, right most stuff on our side isn't here uh we've probably Put enough protection around this house to prevent anybody from getting in that we don't want. Mm. So mm. you might get someone to come through who just probably looks for an answer, but um, <laughs> nothing like that. Well, well, I mean, this energy that I've got around me at the moment, um, yeah, is not going anywhere. It's stuck. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you won't you won't need to worry about that traveling through the internet ways. But I mean, speaking of you know, like entities being able to manipulate um, things like that. I've, you know, when I investigated the Fremantle Roundhouse, um, you know, and that that first investigation, that was before, you know, like everything came rushing in like this year. Um, and I was in the uh, lunatic cell and it was the end of the night and I didn't realise what was going on but I went into some kind of trance and Sean just thought that I was listening and then she must have said my name like five, six times and she actually had to come up to me and, you know, move my head up and make me look at her to kind of break it. And it was the weirdest sensation. I, I couldn't even explain it um, to begin with, but afterwards, like, I felt like I was going to be so sick. 
and it was on the way home, I, I said to her, I kind of like think I can explain it now, but it was like um, this particular like spirit, you know, like he's a lunatic. He was pulling me back through like all the different time periods. He was trying to pull me back to where he was. But thankfully I didn't get there because he was trying to attach to me. Um, but it was like watching a, a a slideshow of like the past in fast forward, like rewind motion. It was really bizarre. But one of our static cameras, so I'd bought something home with me. It wasn't him, but it was just another spirit. <clears throat> and the reason I found that out is because he started coming through EVP-wise when I was doing a live stream with Jane when she was at home in Queensland. <laughs> um, and even everyone listening could hear <clears throat> these, um, you know, voices coming through. But on one of the static cameras in the cells, like, you know, I, I had like this white thing start appearing on the floor and then I'm just like, oh, is that just a camera? Is that, you know, something? So I start looking a little bit harder and then I see like one, two, three footsteps and white, just just white feet, one, two, three, you know, crossing over like, you know, someone was walking. Now, I must have watched that multiple times. Then I ring Sean, show her. She watches it. She can see it through my phone. I show my 10-year-old. He can see it. He watches it maybe five times. My 16-year-old watches it. And then the next morning, um, you know, I get back into my editing, go to put this in to cut it, and I'm looking for it, and I'm just like, have I got the wrong clip? Can't find these darn freaking footsteps. And no. Nope, Gone, completely gone, nothing there. <laughs> and I thought, I'm so, so glad that multiple people saw what I saw because otherwise people would think I'm absolutely insane because it was there. But, yep, they were completely gone. And there's a lot of people who don't think that, you know, spirits can manipulate technology and all of that, but, I mean, look at the amount of times that they drain your batteries and they manipulate and play around with your cameras. And now, Have you dealt with anything very dark um, in your travels? Yes. Um, <clears throat> when I was 15, I, um, you know, my, myself personally, but it affected my entire family, um, our neighbours were moving back to Tasmania and so they were, you know, having a good old garage sale. Mum decided to go over and have a look and she comes back with a few things and she's got this um, antique mirror in her arms and it's, you know, it's an oval mirror, you know, like the gold kind of filigree type bordering. I'm instantly like drawn to this mirror and I said to mum oh my gosh I love that mirror I want the mirror can I have the mirror and she thought yeah sure why not you know I can put it on a new wall and um 
you know, my mum has some abilities as well. But, um, yeah, <clears throat> that first week when and, – and I had to ask my mum about this stuff because I remember things a certain way. There are things that I do not remember at all. And when my mum told me about them, I – was blown away. I just like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I did that. But yeah, like I think that that was some something very dark. <clears throat> and I think maybe, you know, the mirror was acting like a portal. Um, and yeah, I think that's maybe like the residual energy of it that I've got around me, like still to this day. Have you done the mirror trick? Sorry? The mirror test, um, the trick that you do. No, no, I haven't. If you put your finger against the glass, now this is not the two-way mirror thing or the basic mirror thing. This is if you put your finger against the glass of a mirror and your fingertip is off just a little bit, either direction, up, down, left, right, upside down, whatever like that. If it's off, not exactly lined up with your reflection, it's, mm. it's haunted. It's damaged. It's, uh, it has something in it. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm going back to Green Hills, which is like one of my favorite locations to investigate um, in, I think, next week. And they have got antique mirrors everywhere like really big ones i've even got one in a room that looks so much like the mirror that you know i had at 15 um but yeah like i don't know if uh, you know it was an attachment and and sometimes maybe even more of a possession i'm not sure but the things that happened, for example, mum was telling me that um, I would bang my head and I was like, I'm sorry, what, mum? She said, yeah, you would just bang your head. And I said, where? And she said, anywhere. And she said, that's why, you know, your form room teacher had to take you to the doctors one morning. And I said, what? I did that at school? I'm in year 10, Isaac, like 15 <laughs> years old. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I must have looked like an absolute nut. And she said, yeah, she said you were just banging your forehead against the brick wall. Now, those bricks are rough. And this is what shocked me. Well, I mean, it shocked me that I don't remember doing any kind of headbang whatsoever. But um, she said the weird thing was is that it didn't matter how many times you banged your head, you didn't have a mark on you. So I'm banging my head, for example, on these rough bricks at school on my forehead and there's no marks, no scratches, no bruises and nothing. And I just was just like, what the hell? <laughs> it was insane. Your cat wants to get to your attention. <laughs> hello, my, hello, my darling. 
Claire. He's my Nancy boy. He's a real mama's boy. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, the question that I guess I was or the answer I was looking for is it have you uh, come across anything dark in your current investigation that you've done since you started? Oh, uh, yes, actually. Um, there is a cemetery about, I don't know, about a 15-minute drive from here. The first time we investigated that, so this is, I think, one of our first videos. Um, it's Jaredale Cemetery. We capture, during a test clip, this flying, well, there's two apparitions in the background who are like, look like they're just trying to get out of the way of this thing. And then there's this flying thing that comes at the camera. People have said, oh, it's, it's a bat, it's an owl, it's this, it's that. It's not. Like the girl behind the camera didn't even react. And it makes this whoosh type sound. And when you, um, you know, pause it, it it's this grey, like, thing it doesn't like it's bad energy off it bad bad energy and I've always been drawn to that particular part of the cemetery and I've always gotten headaches pains um growls um a whole bunch of stuff like it won't uh give a name and knowing that you know, because dealing with anything kind of like dark, let's say demonic, right, you know, it, it's rare. I mean, it's not something that you come across like, you know, every fourth or fifth investigation. But there is something about that cemetery that is just off. And it is, it, it's got like big gum trees around the edges of it, but it is always pitch black. Like if you've got an IR going, you can't see anything. And so, you know, we did quite a few investigations there. And then I took Jane there and it was just the two of us. And, you know, I hadn't told her a word because I thought I want to see if she picks up the same energy I pick up, which, of course, she does. But as soon as we walk in, we're we're in IR, so complete darkness, like hearing stuff and, you know, like really loud, like footsteps. And, you know, so I'm thinking like there's someone here, but it was like douche, douche type, really loud and intense. And it was always just one or two footsteps. And it was just like, we'd be like trying to watch there, 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 because it would just be like moving all around the place. And then we're standing just on the path in the middle. I think we've maybe been in there for 10 minutes and we have something run like at us and I hear the running and then like Jane, like so I've already started moving back because I hear this like douche, 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 douche coming towards us, but then there's, like, this loud, like, bam, bam, you know, like freaking, I don't know, 
dinosaur level, you know, stamping just sounded like a if a Clyde-style horse was a dinosaur, right, you know, like doosh, doosh, and these whoosh type sounds. And Jane, who never freaks out on investigations, grabs me and just starts like, oh, my gosh, like trying to like back up. She grabs onto me because she doesn't want to like ball me over in the process and she has this energy like come straight at her and then I didn't hear the last push but then she heard this hush type sound and it's almost like, um, you know, freaking wings like the size of a fucking like pterodactyl, right? And we, we, we had to go like and neither of us had ever you know, for safety reasons, had to leave, like, a location that we were investigating. This was just, like, on a whole other level, this thing, and big and not good, not good at all. And it was playing. It was freaking playing with her. And I even said to her, you know, when the footsteps and the noises and that were happening, I said, ah, he's playing with you because you're new. He doesn't know who you are. And then that happened and, yeah, we ended up going back doing a double sensory deprivation, which was nuts and, yeah, but she won't go back now. It's like she just gets a sense that we're pushing it too far. So, yeah, that uh, our theory is that, there were some really stupid kids who decided to either do a ritual or played around with the Ouija board and didn't realise that they were bringing something really, really bad in. Now, a situation like that, I'll usually look forward to. Most people don't look to, but I look forward to it because uh, it gives me to test my ability. And so far, um, I've calculated or classify the two different kinds of entities I, I take called smoke and sand. Uh, smoke is your basic level dark entity where there's a person or a low level demon whatsoever. It's smoke. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it feels in my hands. Smoke. And okay. sand, more coarse, more hard, more thicker material, but still can mm-hmm. fall through your fingers like sand. Mm-hmm. Those are a little more painful, but still take them off the plane, no problem. Um, now, I guess it's. Is it painful, like in your hand? Do you mean? Oh, forearm, my arm, entire. My, uh, okay. Every times we used to, not so much anymore. That my arm would go numb, and basically it would be dead at my side after I pull. Oh wow! After I pull from the ground. Mm. But um, I've learned to use protection in stones, and I don't know how much stock you take in the crystals and stones and like that. But uh, what I've learned in my years investigating, or years, months <laughs> investigating. Um, yeah, I've only been at this about four months or so. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, you're but, doing good. You froze up for a second. Say that again. You said you're doing. Yeah. The, the, the screen froze. Yeah, it did. Um, I said you're doing really good so far. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've only been doing it for that long, did did you only like know about these this particular gift until you started? Oh, I got this back in September of last year. 
Ah, okay. So yeah, it's spanking new with me. So um, <laughs> don't know Ooh. why. Don't know why September last year, 2020, that it decided to show up in my for me to use. That's still a mystery in itself. Um, but I found out that certain stones create protection or at least ease the pain. Um, Erica, who's a member of our team, she makes our bracelets, which are based on crystals and different stones. Um, she made me uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. I made, uh, she made uh-huh. me one yeah. that's like turquoise, about the size of marbles, if not bigger, silver, and hematite. That oh, okay. she made me for like major protection. And that thing does much of a job. But what's funny is that crystals, like quartz and stuff like that, she has two of them on one bracelet for me. Uh, they crack and they fade and oh. they, have, they, have, they get foggy after uses. Like I've cracked about good of them too so far. It's like cracked all the way through. Some almost in half. Holy cow. That's insane. That, yeah, transfer through my yeah. Head, my arm. It, it just it does that to it. And I was going to ask, uh, do, you, uh, do you use stones? Do you have crystals that you take with you in investigations? As you well, I, ha- I have my bracelet. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I, yeah, just I use prayer before an investigation, after an investigation, during, if I need to. Um, but, you know, we were going to you know, get some, um, you know, crystals for protection um, because we wanted to go back and, like, get this get this entity on camera again because that night, like, we weren't recording. We, we hadn't set up yet. We hadn't even gotten that far yet. Mm. <clears throat> um but because we both had a feeling, and, and I mean, Jane isn't, you know, a, a full believer in, you know, whether demons exist or not. Um, you know, I believe they exist, but like I said before, they, it's very rare to encounter them. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, we put up like triple walls of protection before we went back. And I'll tell you what, Isaac, it was the weirdest and eeriest thing I've ever experienced up at that cemetery. So I drive up there, turn my car lights off. The cemetery, I can actually see it. It's not just blanketed in darkness. There's not a sound. No birds, not a sound. So we go in and we're just like thinking, okay, this is either a good sign or a bad sign, meaning that Mr. Beastie Boy is going to come out and play in a minute. We got nothing, nothing. And this is a very active cemetery, very active. And it was dead silence. And so we left after a couple of hours, and I said to Jane, maybe next time we don't need to put up the triple wall protection. <laughs> I said, because even the spirits that, yeah, didn't didn't want to come and, and talk. Like it was, it was the weirdest thing. <clears throat> but, yeah, like, just I think, you know, like when you've got abilities and, and even with your ability, when you go to a location, 
it's like um, we're like a little like glowing light globe to the spirits. Um, so, you know, they'll come towards us, you know, they'll look like, we'll look like a, um, what do you call those things that uh, you guys have got over in America? Um, fireflies. Oh. You know how, yeah. I think there's maybe one area of Queensland that has some. No, they glow worms. No, I don't think we do. No. You guys got every other, you know, known creature from hell. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Australia has such a bad name. It's not that bad. (laughs) Oh, uh, believe me, I've seen enough memes and TikToks that fucking scare me. I know. I know. I I've I've had like so many of my friends in the States say the same thing and you know, they they want to come here and they want to investigate, but they're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm gonna die. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. Um, thing, I think it's most people. Spiders especially. Oh, but you guys have the recluse spider, which yeah, is like well, it's the same with funnel webs. It's the same with, uh, you know, like redbacks. Um, they, you know, they, they don't, yeah, they're not living in everyone's houses. <laughs> um, yeah, especially if you get, like, pesticide treatments and stuff. But, you know, like when I, you know, have lived, um, you know, up in the hills on a more kind of rural property, you know, we've had, you know, some snakes, baby snakes, um, and, yeah, a couple of times maybe a two-and-a-half-metre-long bloody brown snake, but <laughs> kangaroos, other than that, it, it's it's pretty safe. Take my word for it. There's a few places I, w- I would go to, um, I think it's Sydney and then there's a surrounding uh, cities, that um, bands that I listen to here uh, are from. Because I remember back in 2010, 2011, there was a big wave of like deathcore and metalcore bands coming out of Australia a lot. Um, I don't know if one particular labor just wanted to assign everybody, but there was like a lot of bands coming out there. And I would like to go to some of those clubs where they first played shows. It's kind of like a uh, bucket list thing to go to places like my favorite bands that played, or at least where they started to play, and go see the. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, investigating there. Um, there are two locations in Australia that I've uh, heard about that um, seem interesting to even, uh, I guess, look into. And I know you guys are notorious for it, your history um, of how old you know, the continent is and stuff like that. Even go back from, um, I guess, the British coming over and dumping all the prisoners there for a period of time. Oh. The state, and then you guys flourish mm-hmm. your own country and stuff like that, meeting with the Aborigines that were there. Um, but the prison, uh, there's one that I've heard of called the Free uh, Mantle Prison. Free Mantle Prison, yeah. We are currently um, saving up for that, um, you know, with the subscribers um, donating to, you know, like our PayPal because um, to investigate Free Mantle Prison, and let me just preface this by saying this prison is humongous, okay? It will cost us $1,100 and we'll get four hours. 
four hours. That's it for $1,100. So if we want eight hours, then we've got to pay $2,300. And it is huge. I did a tour there, a torchlight tour there for my birthday back in January. And, yeah, it is swarming with energies there. Um, And actually um, the Fremantle Roundhouse, um, you know, where the lunatic cell is, that was the first um, prison for the, the convicts in WA. And when, you know, they started getting more and more convicts over, you know, they had overcrowding. So then it was, okay, we need to build a new prison. Well, the convicts need to build a new prison, and that's when they built Fremantle. So, it's, so yeah. Yeah, that would have a lot of dark energy in there. Well, <laughs> when I, I I tried to, um, like I did quite a big, you know, protective um you know, prep before I went in um, because of what had happened at the roundhouse and because, you know, my abilities were just increasing by the day. So I assumed that I was, you know, protecting myself enough, but I wasn't. Um, But throughout the tour I still picked up a lot of energy and, the uh, section where the gallows are was just sadness, so much sadness. And, you know, within, you know, maybe the first minute of being in there, I started feeling like really, really nauseous. So I had to end up going out. Um, and, And that happens to me a lot. Like when, you know, like there's a lot of energy in a particular spot, like I'll get really, really nauseous um, and have to like kind of move away from that area. But, yeah, I I, I am dying to investigate Fremantle Prison. (laughs) That and the other one I heard of one time, I forget which paranormal show it was, but uh, The Devil's Cool. Oh, Uh, where's that one? Is that one, that one's in, is that New South Wales? The devil's uh, pool. Cairns? Cairns? C-A-I-R. Oh, K- oh, um, Cairns. Uh, tropical North Yeah, so Queensland. that's, yeah, North yeah. Queensland. Yeah. No, I haven't um, heard a lot about that one. I will have to look into it. Yeah, Sounds interesting. Those near there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she's um, on the Gold Coast, but, um, yeah, far out. Now, no, our- they our investigation blanket is not very far from where I am currently in uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Uh, we investigate a place called Swansboro uh, around that area, so Maysville, and so the little towns that are surrounding that area and some port cities, you would say. Um, mm-hmm. So they have the old history of being around since like the 1700s and stuff like that here. Um, yeah. But most, I think about six different locations we've been at. Um, and we've been requested to do personal places, people's homes, um, on occasion. Yes. We're doing one tomorrow. 
which is kind of our mission statement. I, I, I always hope it's a mission statement of any paranormal investigator is what uh, Lorraine Warren said way back when is that when people, you know, stuff gets robbed, they go to the cops when they have, you know, health reasons to go to the doctors. When people are dealing with the paranormal, they have no one to go to and they have to go just people like us. And that's yeah. our, kind of our way of thinking about it is that there's people who deal with the paranormal and have no way of fighting it off. And that's why uh-huh. we're here to help. Um, either get rid of or at least help understand why or what's in your home. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, I mean, that was, you know, and still it's my, my goal as well um, to, to, you know, not only gain experience, but, you know, gain knowledge and, and, and know like 100% without a doubt how to get rid of something. And, you know, like whether it's, it, it's, you know, just a normal haunting or it's something dark um, because there are a lot of, you know, like you know, investigators out there who go to people's homes and they've been doing it for two minutes um, and they don't have any gifts or abilities um, and the you know, they're playing with fire, basically. Because I mean, what would they do? What would they do if if they encountered something dark? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. would they just make it worse for the family or the person who who's being affected? Um, probably. So, yeah. Like, for me, like I I want to be sure that I know what I'm what I'm doing so, you know, I can say without doubt that I'm capable of of helping, you know, this person, that person. Um, you know, it could be that they're under spiritual attack. It could be that it's like a just a, you know, a haunting. It, it could be the land that they're, very, you know, that they're, they're built on. Um, but, yeah, I agree with, you know, what Lorraine Warren says. Um, and yeah, I mean, you guys seem to have endless, <laughs> endless amounts of hauntings over there, um, to investigate and, and people, uh, living with hauntings. Whereas here it's kind of, it's almost, you know, like a, it's not spoken about. It's weird. You know, like when I started my channel, you know, I was looking up to see, you know, okay, well, are there any other people in Perth who investigate and and have a channel? I found, like, two, but they don't upload anymore. They haven't uploaded for, you know, only two years. And, yeah, it, it's just, it's weird. Like, they have paranormal groups. They have people go through locations and stuff and, but, yeah, trying to find locations, um, especially like you know people's homes, it's really freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got to know someone who knows someone who knows someone to get to that person. <laughs> no, there's a uh, library in uh, in Moorhead that we are. Term I use is house band. Like we're the mm. designated paranormal team that investigates. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we got we got invited to do that by the curator of uh, the library, and it's old. It's uh it's uh, called the Webb Memorial Library. Um, it has a smorgasbord, you would say, of spirits in it. Oh, and I think it helps. Lovely. It. Yeah, and I think it helps the fact that there's supposedly a portal in there too. Ah, uh, I guess it's okay. like a gateway for them to come in and out consistently. Mm. There's a lot that actually stay. Um, yeah, which like uh, with 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 your like ability, do you like um kind of does it does it just happen or do you like choose when you want to like like draw something out and and remove it? Oh, I can't turn it off. <laughs> no, <It's>, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm not around anything that's haunted, then my hands are the word I like to use called charging. Um, it's mm. a sensation in my palms that tell me, oh, something's nearby. And the closer I get to it, the more that sensation gets stronger. And then I can, you know, pull something off the plane. Um, mm. Yeah, but if my hands aren't charging, as I say, uh, then there's nothing around. Which is also makes me a good detector in the sense that if yeah. my hands don't charge, it doesn't necessarily mean the place isn't haunted, but it's not as haunted as they think it is, right? If it's yeah. on the plane for me to feel, and that's what my wife. Well, see, do. yeah, it could be just the residual energy. Um, that you know is absorbed into the stonework or the the land. You know, like it's not necessarily active spirits. That's my wife comes in handy because she can talk to them, so she can find out mm. talk to somebody who I can't feel. Um, which is it means that person is not on the plane, but she can still communicate with them. But um, what we found is very useful tool wise. Which I was going to ask is what is like the main equipment that you use. Ah, um, okay. I really, I like, yeah, like I like using um, the Paralysis app. Now that's just like using an Ovilus. Um I've tested that particular app out at multiple locations and I would say 90% of it is that what I get coming through is either in response to a question that I've asked or is relevant to the location I'm at. Um, so I like to, to use that, but probably my SLS. Yeah, I'd probably say my SLS. Like I, I love my baby, my SLS. But, you know, you've, you've got to know, you know, you've got to be able to discern between, you know, is it mapping, you know, like a, a chair or is it mapping a spirit that you can't see? Um, so, yeah, as long as you can, you know, figure out, okay, well, that's just mapping an object. It's not a figure. Um, they're quite handy. Yeah. I was never real too keen on uh, paranormal apps um, when they on, on phones and stuff like that, just because they always seem like a bunch of crap, like just trying to get your money. Except for two that mm. we find that are extremely, extremely useful that we use regularly in our investigations, which is Ghost Tube, which works mm-hmm. like an Oculus. Um, that works pretty yeah. well for us. Um, and then also Necrophonics. Um, yes, I use Necrophonic um, because the SB7 Spirit Box that I ordered from a company in July last year still hasn't arrived. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, still waiting, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, the necrophonic, um, and, you know, I've, I've, I always get asked that question, like, do you think that, you know, it's legit? 
And my response is, okay, well, it, it doesn't require you to be connected to the internet. It doesn't require, you know, any any phone data. And, yes, it, there is a loop and that loop does change. But if you know the sounds and the, the things that are within that loop, you can you can pick out like when it's a spirit coming through, and you know just like with the SB seven that scans through either you know forwards or backwards through the radio stations, same thing. It's on a loop, so the necronic is just got this loop because the spirits need something to be able to manipulate so they can come through and talk. Yeah, I think our best evidence that we caught with a necrophonic app was um, we used it at a place called the Octagon House uh, in, in Swansboro. Um, it's an old mm. military house that housed stuff during the Civil War and the Revolutionary War. Um, but the mm. the forest woods outside of it is where we mostly go because um, it has the most activity. And those woods are they're really haunted. Um, but there's a little girl there named Kate. Um, and she's almost like a guide. She'll consistently come up to you. She'll talk to you. She'll, hey, she loves new people. She'll come and say, hey, stuff like that. Um, and she has a habit of holding people's hands that she likes. Uh, yeah. So once one of the second times I went back there uh, after joining the team, because they, they've gone there regularly before I even joined, but uh, I felt a thick energy charging sensation in my left hand. Of course, it's the sensation, the hand that I feel good human spirits with. And mm-hmm. uh, it almost felt like someone was holding my hand. So I, I asked, hey, Kate, are you holding my hand? And we heard over a Necrophonics app, a little girl say yes. Mm. Which it, we recognize as Kate. So that was like a real, like less than a second, me asking her answering. So, um, Well, I would say the best um, evidence, well, that I've caught on the Necrophonic was at the Fremantle Roundhouse. And Sean and I are in a cell and, you know, there's, um, you know, signs that they have, you know, hanging like with purse, purse, blah, 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 per, what's it called? You know, the clear stuff. They put, yeah, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and they're hung by chains, right? Sean and I, you know, not near you know, this sign, and um, then, you know, we've got the neck front going and Sean turns around she was like, no way, and this sign is like, doosh, doosh, swinging, like someone, you know, something had pushed it, and so then you can hear us bickering, like, well, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, well, where were you standing? And, and I, you know, went to go check, make sure that, you know, it was in frame because it was still moving, and the freaking camera had been switched around. So instead of it facing forward, it was facing the other way. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. But, you know, I got it back in frame, keep going with the spirit box, and we're trying to find out who made the sign swing and a male voice in a really, like, 
you know, uh, full-on Aussie accent comes through saying, did you like the swinging of it? And, you know, when I heard this, like, I was just like, you did that? What the frick? Like, full-on Aussie accent, you know, that it was incredible. I'm like, well, you know, that's like, what, five words? Did you like the swinging of it? Mm. <laughs> that's pretty good. Mm. That'd be a good question to ask most people. I guess any paranormal investigator that doesn't live in another part of the world is that when you investigate and you use a necrophonic app like it is, do the voices that come through in, I would say, Australia, where you are now, do they come in through with an accent as they should? Because there's no American speaking spirits there, or at least they should, or any other accent <laughs> that should be there. Yeah. Um, I think. Ah, uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't really know, Isaac, because I'm so used to hearing, you know, um, the American accent that it just sounds normal to me. It sounds like how, say, Australians would talk. But when I get something, you know, a spirit come through with that, you know, old-style Aussie accent, it's really obvious. Um, but I've had like an Italian um, accent come through, which is interesting because with, there's a, a POW camp um, maybe a couple of kilometres from where I got this, you know, Italian come through. Um, and it was, you know, for like it housed prisoners of war from Italy. <clears throat> and I've had like an older style English, more posh type accent come through. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think maybe because it's like the loop itself is American that, yeah, it's manipulated that way, but Strange. yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, see where we're going on with hour 15 now. We do last track of time. Oh, wow. Giant lights when you're having fun. Where can, uh, people find you? Um, so on YouTube, it's Ethereal Sisters Paranormal, and same on Twitter, same on Instagram, and the same on Facebook. Now, uh, if we were ever my team to go to Australia, not saying we ever get that popular that we could travel that far. <laughs> um, never but, say never. <laughs> uh, could we possibly hit you up for guidance to certain locations? Oh my gosh! Hell yes! Uh, hell yes! You can see my for sure. uh, ability firsthand. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I tell you, like, I am, I mean, we're living on a prison island because of our government. They won't let us out and they won't let anyone in. And Jane and I need to get to the States because there are so many places that we need to investigate over there and we want to see our friends. And so... If I come to the States, can I get you to, like, show me around? Oh, yeah, I can take you to the Web Museum. We can take you to different places around here in North Carolina. Oh, and the library. The library. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That would be cool. Right. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. It was it was fun. Being the first Aussie on the, the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. <All right. laughs> But as always, I'll catch your weirdos in the next one.